I hope Higgy got that message saying that we're recording. I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Ah, uh, yeah, we could always hear you. We've just been slagging <laughs> you off for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> To the Bare Bones Podcast. Let's do an intro. Yeah. Should we do an intro? Come on then, you do an intro. Welcome to the Bare Bones Podcast. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. I don't know why that felt really forced and it was. natural. It was because yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, listen, um, it's good to be back. Feels like flipping ages since we've done this. It has been ages. Yeah, it, it's been a minute. Do you think we need to do this more regularly? Yes. Yeah, okay. I want to. Do, I want to do it every week. Okay, well, um, let's do it every week, shall we? If you can, if you can keep up with every week, because you're the one that edit, edits edits it. Yeah, this is true. But yeah, so welcome back to the Bare Bones Podcast. It's good to see your face. Have you had a haircut? No. Yes. Yes. Actually, yes, I have. Yeah. Not. Yeah. But only. In the last week. The last week. Looks good. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, on today's episode, we have award-winning photographer, the legend, Mr. Matthew Higgs. We do. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt's worked with everybody from Biffy Clyro to Youngblood, uh, doing photography and videography. Yeah. Extremely excited to speak to him. He's also been responsible for a couple of fantastic ghost club shoots. Um, I was going to say, I mean, we, we pretty much, you know, kickstarted his career. The reason he's so successful is because of the work that he did with us, right? Well, I don't think he would have got the, uh, the awards that he has today without working on Ghost Club. Very true. Very true. Well, uh, <laughs> shall, we, um, shall we jump into the episode and catch up with Matt? Let's go. Yeah, you guys good? Now I can hear you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Nice to have you with us. Good. Nice. Nice to be here. Yeah. Yeah, man. What uh, what kind of structure you got in mind and stuff? I've not really prepped anything of that. So. Uh... Well, we we have a very loose structure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what we uh, what we do like to do, uh, Higgy, is um, uh, Leo likes to share um, his thought for the for the day, thought for the the month. I have a calendar um, where I get daily kind of inspirational quotes. Nice. It's, and it's often emotional. So, yeah. <laughs> should uh, I be prepared to tear up at this? I think you should. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look, so today you've got to remember that you can't control the world, but you can control how you respond to the world. And that's where your power lies, Higgy. I, I feel that. I feel yeah. that. That's, that's one of my... Um, that's one of my kind of like main mindsets in what I do, because there's so much that's outside your control the whole time. Like I always just think the only thing I can control is myself. So, you know, I'm going to crack on, I'm going to do me. I'm going to work as hard as I can and do the things that I want to do. And hopefully that's, that's good enough for the world. Cause yeah, you can't control the world. So that's good. That's a real good one, Leo. Well done. Yeah. I mean, I know you didn't, I know you didn't make up the uh, quote, but you read it and you read it brilliantly and um i did my best yeah but that was a really good one well it's a, it's a good one that it resonates with our guest so it, it does yeah 
on that note, should we officially welcome Matthew Higgs uh, to the Bare Bones? Welcome to the Bare Bones podcast, Higgy. Thank you for uh, for welcoming me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. When uh, when did we first meet, Higgs? Me and you, uh, or me and Leo? <laughs> uh, I guess two. Yes, yeah, two different times, right? Yeah, I think we've. I think with you, it was probably one of the the Ghost Club shoots, right? Must be. Yeah, must be. I I imagine we might have kind of like met in passing at some point before, but I feel like that was when we first properly met met. That's when we bonded. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so what about you and Leo? When, when did you guys first meet? Oh, I mean, that would have been something to do with wars, but um, I I don't know. It, I mean, it would have been a good few years ago now, but I, I don't know what the first... Can you remember, Leo? Can you remember what the first thing was? I can't remember what the first thing was. I mean, to, to just... Yeah, to clarify what Higgy's talking about in terms of wars, uh, both of us are good friends with a band called Wars, uh, who are kind of a uh, metal, metalcore uh, band from the Midlands. And uh, I work with them from a kind of label capacity. And uh, Higgy's been kind of working them, working with them from a sort of creative director, videography, photography kind of role for quite some time as well. Um, so yeah, we would have come in contact through that for sure. Um, possibly, I think we probably would have met before doing any work together. I think I probably probably would have heard of you before actually meeting you. I think hundred percent. I know that was the case with with yourself. I, it was like you were one of those characters that I was very familiar with, even though I hadn't. I don't think I'd met you in person at that point. I already felt like I kind of knew you. <laughs> yeah, it's the best way to know me from a distance. <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So, Higgs, did you know the boys in Wars then first? Is I mean, that, that, that's a how weird that connection well. So, I know Rob technically from school, um, but we were in kind of like we weren't we weren't in any of the same classes or anything like that. We were different kind of half half of years. So, at, at the school that we both went to, so I've been I've kind of known Rob, and we've moved in very similar circles since we were probably like twelve. But I didn't really get involved with wars until after i'd gone to uni i'd kind of like gone away i'd got into like more music stuff and then um for a long time everyone was like oh you should you why aren't you know you should work with wars why haven't you worked with wars and i think rob was getting a similar thing like why you know why haven't we worked, why haven't i worked with matt like why, and then it kind of like just happened and then yeah like the rest is history but it's kind of like yeah I think I think it'd been on the cards for a long time, but for whatever reason, it it didn't happen for quite a while. And then, um, yeah, and then when it did, kind of been inseparable ever since. I mean, they're they're a great bunch of guys, so I really like hanging out with them. And it's always nice when you get to work with people you like. So that's great, man. That's great. So um, take us uh, take us to the beginning. Like, where did it all start for you? So for those that uh, don't know. Um, uh, so Matt Higgs has worked with Ghost Club on a couple of photo shoots and um, also our, our, our paths have crossed more recently uh, in the touring scene. Um, you, were, you were doing pictures for a band and I was doing merch and um, it was a beautiful moment. Uh, to, uh, to get. One of the highlights of my, that tour actually was, uh, was seeing your, your pretty face. Um, but uh, but uh, take, take us back to the, the, the beginning. Um, like, where did it all start for you? What, like, how did you get into photography and all that sort of stuff? So I think I was always a really 
frustrated creative at school like I always had like a, a really good imagination I loved doing creative things but in terms of kind of like traditional art in the sense of like drawing or painting I am awful I am absolutely awful so um when I first kind of picked up a camera and all of a sudden I could kind of like I had this creative outlet and I was able to kind of like produce the things that I had in my head and you know really create something that I could be a bit more proud of the book just bit um and yeah it was only natural it was going to be tied into music I mean music's pretty much my biggest passion in life so um as soon as I kind of had then discovered photography and had that bite me as a passion as well the two were always going to come together so yeah and then I mean, that was, I, I think I first picked up a camera and got into it probably about 10 years ago now. Um, and like everyone, I was rubbish to begin with when you, when you first pick up any new skill. Um, but yeah, like I've kind of built on it and built on it. And um, as I've brought together more of a portfolio, you know, the clients have got bigger and bigger and the opportunities have got bigger um and yeah I look back at the early stuff and I think what the hell was I doing but I think that's always where you want to be as well like you want to look back at your early material and be like oh I've grown since then you don't want to look back and think like oh, I've got no better because if that's the case then then what have you been doing so yeah like um over the years I've been full-time freelance now for five years so um yeah just working for myself since then um which is an achievement I think especially through covid and, and all the rest of it yeah. there was no live events and there wasn't that much kind of music stuff really happening you know um it was you know i think to come through the other side of that and still have a roof over my head and food on the table that's probably what i'm i'm most proud of um but yeah i am now obviously doing doing touring stuff with bands uh shot download as part of the download team um three times now i'm doing it again this year um got my first uh festival abroad that i'm working for next year so that'll be fun um it's, it's been great <laughs> um so obviously it's gone extremely well as a music photographer um up until the point of even winning an award in 2022 uh for best event photographer at the british photography awards i've actually seen amazing uh, seen the award that you got looks pretty meaty looks yeah heavy. congratulations that's cool definitely um protect yourself in a zombie apocalypse with it i think it is quite weighty. Yeah. have you got it there can you show it on camera it's in another room don't don't make me go yeah. get it come on it's not is it it's uh, <laughs> it's right next to you matt it's in his, it's in his trophy cabinet oh right <laughs> that makes sense yeah no like it, I, I can get it but um i don't know that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, um, I, I can promise you that it's pretty sizable. It's the it's the sort of thing that you could uh, you could kill somebody in EastEnders with. It, wow. it was um, yeah. I mean that whole thing was was weird. Like I think as all creatives are, I'm a massive self critic. So even being shortlisted and stuff is pretty cool. Um, and then went this yeah went the award ceremony at like I think it was I don't know if it was the Dorchester, but it was like some posh London hotel. Everyone's like suited and booted. Um, I'm really not comfortable in like suits and stuff in the first place. Like that's not, I'm not a wedding photographer. I don't, I don't do all the formal stuff very well. Um, and like, yeah, there's lots of like very serious photographers in very serious categories. And, you know, like people that have been at these awards before, like, 
you know, like ranking one like a life achievement award and stuff like that. So it's, you know, there's some high caliber people. Um, and yeah, when when they said my name, it was um, it was total panic. I think I let out a few words that don't get said in rooms as nice as that very often. Um, <laughs> did you have to do a speech? No, thankfully, thankfully not. But I did do a video interview afterwards, which was the most cringe-inducing thing ever. Because, like, I'd, I'd already before I'd even done the awards, I'd like written it all off in my head. If you know what I mean, I was just going for like, you know, meet a few people and show face, and but I wasn't expecting to to get anything from it. So yeah, it was a very rambling. Um, as, as you might pick up from this podcast, I'm very able to ramble <laughs> if left to my own devices and talk crap. But um, yeah, no, it was a very rambling video interview afterwards, um, which I actually used it quite a lot of when they cut it down. So I was quite impressed they managed to get anything from it because, yeah, I was just, it, it wasn't quite an Oscars speech, but I was, I was quite emotional <laughs> and I was kind of like, you know, thanking everybody that had supported me along the way and all this kind of rubbish and like well not rubbish I mean that stuff's important but like I just went on on and on and they were like so what does it mean to you what does it and I'm like I don't know it's just I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool man that's so I, don't, cool. I don't do very well with the attention being on me to be fair like you, you probably get that from this as well like I'm better I'm better creating content for other people I'm used to being one side of the camera and not the other so yeah. um, in a situation like that it's really unnatural for me <laughs> no, it's good good to uh good to stretch some different muscles though um and so obviously you've been doing music photography um you've been doing event photography obviously a combination of the two what, what else have you been kind of dipping into and kind of and, and and why have you been kind of you know moving out of photography to some degree into sort of maybe more commercial spaces um i mean I, I really enjoy doing travel photography um so that's something i do quite a lot of um i never went abroad till i was quite old um as a kid we went on like camping holidays and stuff so um any chance to kind of travel anywhere even around the uk like i love it so uh, I think it's quite natural that I do like various bits of travel photography and stuff as well. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I've not, I don't feel like I do a huge amount of commercial work. I think where I, where things have kind of changed for me more recently is I, I've, I've ended up doing more and more video work. Um, and I think that part of that is so many people now want to hire one person that's able to handle everything um, and also if you're you know it there's always a dynamic when you're working with bands or teams of people where you know how you get on with them as people is, is really important so if you've already bonded taking photos or why would you not go and do the video stuff as well do you know what I mean like and with a, with a lot of crossover between the skills and I mean they're both their own specialisms and they've, they've both got their own quirks but things like composition and exposure and all that kind of business they're, they're kind of somewhat transferable um, and a lot of the equipment's kind of hybrid now as well so I've been doing more and more video work both kind of like music videos and then kind of like touring video work and stuff as well um, and yeah I think since I've been doing that I've been a lot busier because yeah, people want to hire one person that they can trust with everything a lot of the time. I think, uh, I guess, with with social media, content creation is is really the name of the game. Uh, and 
the more the more rich that content can be and the more diverse that content can be is is really what people want to want to use um so i guess if you can do both and you you you've kind of leveled up your skills to be able to kind of handle both in kind of a live setting behind the scenes um actually getting kind of portrait photographer photography then you know you must be a, a pretty valuable kind of safe pair of hands yeah I, th I think you're right I mean um I, I hope that's what people think <laughs> I can't put words in characters but yeah like it's it's I, I think you're right I think having having a a, a broad skill set is is definitely a plus in a lot of these situations and stuff um and yeah I'm always um I always want to do the best work I can. And I, I feel very honored when people trust me with um, commissions and projects and stuff as well, because, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there um, doing it and a lot of super talented people. So um, every time I'm given an opportunity, I don't take it for granted. You know, I, I really do. Um, but not, all them, not all of them have awards, Higgy. So. <laughs> have you noticed that you're the only person that's mentioned this award? I tried to avoid mentioning stuff like that. It makes me feel really awkward. <laughs> are you sure i'm pretty sure it's on your business card it says award-winning photographer matt higgs <laughs> no I, I, I purposely not put it i i did share it when it happened obviously because you you know you want to share it when it happens it's not something that happens every day but yeah i've purposely like not put it in any of my bios um like on social media or anything like that because i don't know i don't know like I I, I'm, I'm proud of it but i also feel really awkward <laughs> I think, uh, mate. I think there's there's something that reflects your your character and your humility in 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 that approach, and and that's cool because it means, you know, people like me and Leo can uh, like really um, you know push hard on it and pump it up and uh, and and you know celebrate it in that way. And I think that's I think that's really cool. So, uh, like, I, I appreciate your your approach to it. Um, I was gonna uh, I was gonna ask. Uh, so um, you you obviously do photography and videography um did photography come first was that where you started yeah I mean I, I still think I'm a photographer first because that was kind of my um foundation um so yeah I like yeah photography uh, photography I've been doing for 10 years full-time freelance for five um you know I was, I was getting like some commissions and stuff before I went full-time freelance but you've obviously got to kind of build that client base before you can kind of like sack in the day job and um hope that it's gonna pay you rent um so yeah and then videography i've probably been doing now for like four years something like that um the, the first music video so i've done bit, a few bits before but the first proper music video i did before uh, i did was with wars the band that we've mentioned before um which was um they did a series of uh, of covers of kind of like pop songs if you will um in their own styley and um yeah they they entrusted um one of those videos to me and um i it, it I, I think it turned out really well like i think you look back and there's things i'd probably do slightly differently now but um i think we were all quite happy with what we managed to produce um yeah so like that kind of gave me the confidence to kind of like kick on and and do it a bit more and do it a bit more seriously as well um and then, yeah, the rest is history, I suppose. It's it's one of those things. It's, you know, all these things are snowballs. Once you start mm. pushing them, they start rolling. So so was the, the transition into video work, did that, it obviously 
uh, came relatively naturally. People were asking you to do it and you said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and, and you kind of, you, you worked it out as you went. But I guess there are some similarities, are there? Or is it a very different, very different game? Um, I think there are similarities and there are differences. I think, you know, um, I think if you get a basic understanding for how to expose an image, how to compose a shot, um, what works, what doesn't, and why it works, um, then then they're somewhat transferable. Um, you know, being able to compose an image and properly kind of like balance it and weight it and angles and perspectives that look interesting, they tend to work across them both. I suppose one of the biggest differences is, you know, often in a photo, you're trying to capture everything, all the energy or all the context within one shot. Whereas with video, it's more of a component parts thing. Um, you can tell the story with a slightly different narrative or you, you can pick out, you know, little detail shots a bit more perhaps in videos where if it was a standalone photo, it'd be okay, but it, it might not be that interesting. But as part of a bigger picture and as part of kind of keeping the footage fresh and varying between compositions and things, um, it works a lot better. Um, so building a building a bit more of a narrative uh, in videos, I think, is 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 done in a slightly different way. You've you've got more parts to build that narrative with, as opposed to trying to show, you know, one killer shot, one killer composition. That's cool. And do do you have a preference, or is it, you know, depends on the the artist, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I've, I it definitely. It depends on the job, um, for sure. I, I, I think, I don't know. It really does depend. I think again, there's there's pros and cons to both. I, you know, photography. I can. I, I'm kind of um, able to turn things around a lot quicker a lot of the time. Um, so it's quite nice to you know shoot some content and get it straight out there and and all the rest of it. And then like with the video side, um, it's quite nice having a bit more of an involved process. Um, where you can really plan something and create it. Um, there's also a lot more opportunities to work as part of a team in videography because that's one of the things as a freelancer I found is, you know, I've gone from a job where I'm in an office with 20 people I can talk to every day and you have that little community. And then when you go freelance, at least as a photographer, you're on your own a lot of the time. You know, maybe you're meeting a, a client on the day, but then you're coming back and you might spend a couple of days sat in your office editing on your own. Um, yeah. With the videography, if, if you know, if you've got a bit of a budget and you can build a bit of a team, um, it's quite nice because you're all working together towards a big project, you know, um, and that's something that I'd kind of missed in photography. So, yeah, I probably enjoy the kind of the, the teamwork and the slightly more social aspect of videography sometimes. Um, and that's that, I suppose that's the same if you're working on tour with a band. Again, you've, you've got that shared camaraderie of, you know, uh, seeing the world and roughing it up in places you never expected to be <laughs> that's put himself on mute again i thought he was going to say something then i was like <laughs> wait, wait, wait. i was waiting, waiting for the conversation to continue but i think he was leaning on me there <laughs> well yeah because I, I saw you unmute and i thought oh okay leo's got something to say so i thought i'll mute myself and i thought we could get this really slick like tag team thing going on but no, we no, just no, completely we're not derailed there everything we're not there no, no i put myself on mute to count how many awards higgs has got um, <laughs> i think that was the uh, that was the zoom equivalent of uh, bumping into one in a doorway and going no, you go first you go first no, you. yeah no it really was it really was so in in terms of 
in terms of the discipline in photography, uh, if, if I guess if you could call it the discipline, like uh, events, portraiture, product, mm. uh, and I'm sure there's, there's, there's other kind of disciplines or verticals within photography. Is there, is there one that you, you particularly gravitate towards and is it for a particular reason? Um, I think live music in general is, yeah. is like my key passion. Um, I think, you know, I used to, when I was a kid, I, I, I used to go to like three, four gigs a week, walk 15 miles home sometimes after the last trains kind of dropped me off, um, you know, to go and see them. So like, I, th I think being, being in that pit and, and, you know, being in that pit is always special live music is always special and you know when you're you're in that photo pit you know say at the o2 and you turn around and there's twenty thousand little faces there all looking that direction i know it's not there for me but it's still an impressive sight you know it's still still an impressive thing to see or you know being on stage with a band in a really cool venue or whatever it might be that that doesn't get old for me like i still get a massive massive buzz out of that and i think actually if, if i ever stop getting that buzz that's probably when i'll do something else because it's you know it's a lot of hard work as well um that goes into it so you've got to enjoy what you're doing if you're going to be putting so much time into it um so yeah i think i think live music is is the thing i really love but kind of broader any anything music related you know um there's it's just nice being around creative people that are doing cool shit right <laughs> like, like don't get me wrong like you know a, a bit of kind of um I've, you know in the past we all do things for cash and like I've done a few kind of commercial product photography jobs or whatever that are really dry it's a product you're not passionate about and stuff and it's fine it pays the bills blah 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 but like it's hard to get so infused about that Whereas if it's something you really believe in, be it a band or, you know, like like you guys, you know, with a really cool brand, if it's something you can kind of get behind on a personal level, it makes working on that project so much more fun. <laughs> so any, anything I can really like get behind, um, that's what I enjoy most. And, and how much do you think that what if you had to split a percentage between the work that you're doing and the people that you're around? So it, it, you know, it does seem that being around a certain type of person or people or group of people is really important to you. And I can tell that obviously having known you for some time now that you're very social. Um, and I feel like if you didn't maybe have that interaction, maybe the actual process itself wouldn't hold quite as much value. hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I get, tapped up all the time like you know we'll offer you a stupid amount of money to shoot a load of uninteresting things on white or you know will you come and shoot this really boring corporate thing <laughs> and like it doesn't excite me at all like it's fine you know again we all have our limits right if someone's going to offer you a totally mad amount of money to do something that's going to be a bit dull for a day fine like you'll do it but like that's not what drives me. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd rather make less money and just do the things I love than m money's never been my driver as, as like in this, in this area, <laughs> you know, it's always been just me trying to, trying to be involved with the things that I'm passionate about personally. Um, and yeah, inevitably that a lot of the people within the music industry that, you know, the cool people, the creative people, you know, and I, and I think, 
the, the kind of people that are the kind of people that go out and create art or go and create interesting things are also the kind of people that tend to share a lot of the same ideals as me just as just as a person um you know we're all driven by similar things so you've got that in common from the start point um whereas the you know the people that want to sit in a, a dry office selling insurance to old people or something I don't know I'm trying to think of something like I couldn't imagine myself doing um I've probably got less in common with them as people in the first place so I guess it's I guess it's natural right we we gravitate towards the people and the things that are like us and that we we feel at home in and you know and we love and we enjoy so you've got basically I guess the same 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 kind of vibe as working in a really cool office so (laughs) wherever you go you've got kind of got lots of cool people around you that you can talk to you can you know share experiences you can travel with um you you can make friends Uh, and I think that's that for 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 me and I'm going to speak for Matt as well I mean I know (laughs) Matt loves loves working with me so it's something that's really important to both of us that we probably wouldn't be doing ghost club if it wasn't for a friendship and a bond that we have. Uh, and it, and it probably wouldn't be held together just through this brand because, you know, we, we share a, We share a lot of similar interests, you know, we're both um, kind of family men and we, we, we've kind of got, uh, we've grown up for the last I, what, 15 years now together ish. Um, and, uh, our our kind of worlds have kind of kept pretty similarly aligned um so yeah there's there's a lot to be said for the people that you work with being a key driver in the happiness that uh the work brings you yeah it's it's a it's a journey and it's an it's a community and we all want to be part of those communities that we love right absolutely yeah absolutely couldn't agree more couldn't agree more. And you said uh, a minute ago, Higgs, that you, you don't do it, um, you know, really for the money. Um, so is this a good time to talk about, like, the next photo shoot you're doing for... <laughs> for get... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, but seriously. It's, it's true, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you, you, at the end of the day, right, you, you've all got to pay the bills and stuff like that. But, like, there are a million easier ways to make a living and to have a roof over your head than to go, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go shoot music and I'm going to go work with independent brands and I'm do you know what I mean like there are a million ways out there that we could all make easier cash it's you know you need the you need the basis but it's not it's not the driver and and I think actually that's certainly within music photography I see it happen quite a lot where people drift in and then drift out um because they get disillusioned with the fact that it's a grind like you know if if you want to make a load of great money in photography go be a wedding photographer like you can reliably make a decent income as long as you're half decent um but uh yeah like don't don't be a music photographer if you're expecting to be retiring at 40 like it ain't gonna happen yeah yeah, that's great. What what other sort of words of wisdom or advice would you give to sort of upcoming photographers or people that want to get into that sort of creative industry? And and also with that as well, is photography the the primary skill these days to have, or is it potentially videography or editing skills? 
That's a and, good question. And, and which which would you lean on in 2023 moving forward? Because we can't go backwards, apparently. <laughs> I think I think they go hand in hand. Um, I think it depends on where you're using the content and what you're using it for. I think whether you want to be a, you know a photographer or a videographer as your main focus or whether you want to do other things and you just want to publicize it i think having photography and videography skills is pretty essential going forwards i mean everything's on the net now right like we're all consuming content uh, and and buying products and doing whatever else we're doing on the internet and the internet is a visual platform like if you just put post words yeah, maybe a few people will see it, but it's it needs the visuals. And that can be videos, it could be photos. And depending on what social media platform and what their algorithm's doing at that point, maybe one of them is more beneficial than the other. But like, I, th I think you need visuals full stop. Um, and yeah, whether you're specializing in photography or videography and doing that as your main job, or you're just passionate about things and you want to share what you're doing, having those skills is great. That's the best thing about photography and videography. If Once you've got that skill set, you can apply it to anything. You know, like for me, it's shooting music because that's, you know, that's what I love and, and working with brands like yourselves that, you know, I can get behind and stuff like that because that's what I like. That's the world I like. But if you're into, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a really bizarre uh, hobby that someone might be into. If you're into model trains, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something old school. If you're into model trains, if you've got like photography and videography skills, you can go create some amazing content and be part of that community. You know, just because you've got a few extra skills, you can you can share what you've been working on or what you've built or whatever. You know, you, if you're into, I don't know, extreme ironboarding, you know, like ironing up the side of a mountain or something. Great. Go capture it. You make it look sick. Like, I think it's just having... Uh, a good understanding of those skills is, is great full stop. Um, did that answer your question? Did I start rambling? Yeah, no, that's great. And I think extreme ironboarding, I think you're onto something there, buddy. So it's I say we book a time <laughs> to get up a mountain with an ironing board. Hey, um, maybe next <laughs> ghost club shoot. That's what we do. Someone's up there like ironing a shirt. Ironing a t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've not seen many brands do that yet. I've, I think you're onto no. something. I like it. Official like sponsors it. of the uh, ironing board World Cup. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Maybe we're getting an award uh, for um, extreme ironing boarding. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, in, in such a, a busy marketplace as the internet, it's exactly stuff like that that actually works really well. Like, uh, to, to go on to like a project I've worked on recently, I've been working with an artist called Ellie Dixon, who's a, an amazing singer-songwriter, if you've not heard of her. Um, but the internet is such a weird place. We've made all these like lovely behind the scenes videos and stuff like that. And they're, they're great videos and they, they did, you know, they did all right. They got, I don't know, like 80,000 views or something, something fairly standard. Um, then we did, as a joke, a dinosaur yoga video just in like a minute after her video was shot. It's gone and got like, I think it's sat now at like just shy of 5 million views. <laughs> like I, I sang... A good like kind of like half day making this behind the scenes video which is great and did everything it was asked to do and got the results we kind of expected and was all fine but the one that i did in about an hour as a bit of a joke nearly five million so you yeah you can't second guess the internet so <laughs> unreal that's amazing well on 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 that note uh higgies of, of uh different sort of artists that you've um been working with um 
like have you have you got like a sort of what was your your greatest experience to date working with an artist or like your 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 sort of top venue that you've worked in what kind of experience really sort of took your breath away uh, since you've you've been so, at it so all the way through everything I've done I've tried to set myself little goals um and that's kind of how I measure how I'm doing because it's really hard because you know being freelance you do a load of amazing stuff then you'll have a quiet few weeks then and if you get too hung up on like what's happening in that that short time frame sometimes you feel like you're taking two steps forward and one step back so actually setting big goals is quite I find at least for me quite a good way of measuring how well I'm I'm doing overall um and when I first started shooting music I'm, I'm a big fan of um Biffy Clyro I wanted to shoot Biffy Clyro Within a year, I'd done that. Then I was like, right, I want to shoot download. So I shot download. Then I was like, right, now I want to work for a big event like download in-house. I did that. Then like last year, I was working for download. But I also got asked to shoot the whole Biffy set by their management at download. And being top of the sound tower looking out over like you know a headline set crowd in front of download thousands and thousands and thousands of people and being there in that moment that I just lived on a personal level for a start but thinking this is my job like I'm I'm getting paid to be here photographing my favorite band headline set of a festival I love like that's that's mad like that is mad and um, it's moments like that I think that just you know, they make the grind, the days which are a bit more of a grind all worthwhile for sure. Um, so I think that's that might be my favorite moment. Just because if you told little 17 year old Matt that one day when he picked up that camera, he was going to be doing that and he was, he was going to be getting paid for it, that was going to be paying his rent, he'd have told you where to go. He wouldn't have believed you. So, uh... <laughs> love that. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I think it's great that it also still seems to hold the same appeal as well that mm. still excites you that much which is really cool to see um yeah. and the uh the the level of uh, passion that you still have for it uh has you know maintained if not grown which is which is super cool um mm. but i think uh we are slowly running out of time now uh so we'll bring it to a close with ghost clubs Fairbones podcast we do have a few questions that we ask towards the end of uh each episode um one is uh uh what are you listening to at the moment uh because we have the uh bones playlist on spotify that we'll update and share with our followers um and so we'll put a few of your your favorite artists on there if you want to give us like maybe one two maybe even three Ooh, 100%. Um, I think my track of the last few months has been The Summoning by Sleep Token. Um, like, it's just got the sexiest little breakdown in it. Like, it's it goes everywhere. It's super heavy one minute, and then it's got this really funky riff, like, towards the end of it. And I, I, really, I really like that. I think they're a great band. Um, I've been kind of like shouting their praises for years but to see them have, have kind of like really blown up over the last kind of I don't know what's it been 18 months two years now it's just been great because um they're a really interesting band 
Um, so I think the summoning, uh, I've been spinning a lot. Um, Polaris, I'm really into at the minute. Um, bit of kind of Australian metalcore stuff. Um, and then I've got to rep my boys in wars, haven't I? So um, I've, I've been fortunate enough to hear some uh, some kind of like demo-y and, and half kind of mixed tracks from stuff that's coming out. And um, as always, it's sounding sick. So um, yeah, go listen to some wars too. Awesome. Nice. And because we do this so infrequently, what other questions do we ask, Matt? <laughs> um, I mean, we've pretty much covered it. The only other thing, uh, really, Higgs, is is how can people um, see what you're doing, where you're doing it, what's your social handles, all that good stuff. So I'm really bad with social media, which is something I'd not recommend for anyone trying to make it in uh, <laughs> as a photographer or videographer. They should all be far more active than I am. But the only place I really am active is Instagram, um, which is at Matt Higgs. Um, my website is uh, matthigsphotography.co.uk. Um, and then I am on Twitter. Um, I think it's Matt Higgs Photo, but just don't expect to see a lot from me. Like, I, I, I'm really passionate about politics as well. So I shy away from Twitter just because I'm far too busy to sit there arguing with uh, people with some questionable views. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. That's cool. And uh, when's your, are you, you going on tour soon? Are you going to be on the road? Where can people... Uh kind of see you at, at work I've got a lot of festivals coming up so i'm at snow bombing next week in austria uh, in Meerhofen up in the uh, the alps which is going to be absolutely sick i got download coming up um there's a few big tours i've got in the works um for september but they're not signed off signed off yet so i don't want to embarrass okay. myself by being like yeah i'm gonna do this and then it all kind of doesn't happen um but yeah i think the main things in my calendar um along with some music videos and things like that is um yeah i'm going to be a download on that photo team again and um snow bombing uh in this next week and hopefully a lot more last year <clears throat> i did like 13 festivals so um i think this year maybe we'll try for 14 we'll see wow wow amazing man well listen thank you so much for uh giving us your time uh this morning you're a very very busy award-winning photographer and uh you know we, re we really appreciate you we've loved working with you we hope to work with you again in the not so distant future and um yeah man fan of your work and um hopefully we'll see you at a festival or a random tour at some point uh very soon it's, it's always a pleasure man i uh, i look forward to seeing you both nice one thanks matt speak soon bro Well, that was great. Yeah, absolute legend. Love, uh, love Higgy. Um, it's been a while actually since we've worked with him, and uh, after like you know spending time with him just now, really, really miss it. Really miss working with him. He's such a such a great guy. Yeah, it's it's so nice that they, that there's professionals out there that are so polite, kind, nice, sweet, and you know really are a pleasure to be around. Uh, I can understand why he's been so successful uh, in live photography and touring with artists. Um, you know, having somebody like him around is uh, it can, can be really positive. Yeah, definitely. People like that make such a difference to the industry. Like they really make an impact on on the music and creative industry. And um, yeah, it's been a real privilege to to sort of get to know him and work with him. 
Um, we should give him a nicest photographer award. We should. We should get him an award. He needs more. Be a big one as well. It would. We'll make it bigger than his other award, shall we? Yeah, for his trophy cabinet. Shall we actually get a, a life-size cutout of Higgy and give that to him as his award? Yeah. I think that'd be great. Sure. Or made, made of steel. Maybe we give him a life-size cutout of you and me and then that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I like that. Good plan. Yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to say, to wrap up, right, we, we've got to do our our content. Yeah, so... so what, what, what have you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to a fair bit of Bad Omens recently. Oh, nice. Uh, Bad Omens are uh, a, a, a super, super fun to listen to. Nice and heavy. Um, not quite sure where they're from. Where are Bad Omens from? I feel like they're American. Or are they English? Well, the internet says they're American. I thought they were from Europe, but clearly, clearly wrong. Fair. That's cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll chuck some of them in the uh, playlist. Yeah, nice. That's cool. I um, so I was recently on tour um, with uh, with Misery Kids um, supporting Heart of Gold, um, and um, yeah, so I've been listening to a bit of bit of uh, Heart of Gold, and um, yeah, I, I'll tell you what, that tour was. Although it was uh, short, um, it was really cool to see see Mike. He'd be a great person to get on the podcast, actually. That'd be really cool to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I haven't seen Mike since uh, he was in the Elijah, and I um, I was um, uh, I worked as the drum tech for for Jacob at their Underworld show with the um, their string quartet. I don't know if you've seen any of any of that stuff. Uh, pretty epic, but long time ago so it was it was a real nice uh, sort of reunion to see him and um play some shows with his uh his side project band it is funny like our our paths between you and i seem to cross over so many different ways because yeah when before the band wars was wars they were a band called lavondas and they toured with the elijah so i've seen the elijah and wars together and most recently i was in hamburg with acres uh on the being as an ocean tour and being as an ocean uh michael from heart of gold sings in being as an yeah, ocean yeah of course and so i was out for lunch with with him and his manager uh and then obviously you end up touring with his project heart of gold and you know we, we we all go and hang out at the show so yeah it's weird how our our kind of sort of uh, our paths can be quite linear and par- or parallel uh sorry should i say and yeah. uh, you know how we kind of end up crossing over more than more than usual <laughs> yeah yeah for sure for sure so um yeah that was uh that was a cool month um doing those shows this month uh as in the month of april um, we, uh, we've got some big discounts happening at ghostclub.co. Big, big discounts. Big discounts. We do. We've got a whopping 50% off. Ooh, whose idea was that? No code necessary. Just, just get in there, buy loads of stuff, call it a day. Yeah. Pick, pick your favorite bits. 
So um, if you uh, if you want to get some Ghost Club, now is the time to do it because we've got 50% off everything, right? It's literally everything. Literally everything, uh, limited time only. Grab it while you can. Limited sizes on a lot of things now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to get better than this until probably Christmas. Mm, which is, it's a long time to wait. Quite a lot of people have picked it up already, which is fantastic. Yeah, that is good. Cool, man. Well, I think that is us. Um, so we're going to be back either next month or next week. Who knows? Depends how quickly we can get a guest together. But we've got we've got some guests that we're gonna we're gonna invite. So we'll see what we can do. We'll be back next week. All right, sweet. We'll figure it out. Great. The Bare Bones Podcast.